And now, the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. Yes, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Dribble. My name's Roy Hancock, and I'm here with my two colleagues and mates. Nick Zammett, how are we? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Sounds nice with you uh, directing the ship today. It's nice for a change, isn't it? I'm, I'm here too, by the way, boys. We're getting to you. We're getting to you. We've also got Lee Hancock here. What's going on, boys? How are we? And girls. It's gender inclusive. I was referring to you too, but uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. I'll just give you that all right, wise buddy. words of wisdom for today. All right, all right. Patience is a virtue. But how about this week? The the regular season has come to an end, and we're we're going to be looking forward to um, a bit of playoff action not not too far away. Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, I know next week the playoffs will be underway, but we're looking forward to kind of recapping how they've started the first opening games. But today, bit of a special episode, fellas. Really kind excited. A milestone episode of some sorts, isn't it? It is. It is. We've uh, we've got a big guest joining us today, don't we, Ro? We do. We've got. Um, Australian listeners will probably have a better idea about who who this guy is. Um, we've got Matt Garrick on the on the um, Zoom um, Zoom call. Don't yeah, we? we got him on this afternoon. Um, he started on Big Brother Australia um, for the last few months. Um, he ended up coming fourth, and he was just one of those guys who everyone sort of related to, and just a really down to earth. Um, yeah, lovely bloke, and looking forward to having a chat with him shortly. Yeah, yeah. big thank you before we get him on the line to uh, to Maddie for for joining us. You know, we certainly appreciate it, and it's um, yeah, great for. I know a lot of our listeners are Big Brother fans, mm. um, so it'll be great for for them to get an insight into uh, the man the man off the screen. And for the American fans, don't sway away from this because. Um, it's more Australian talk because we are going to be having a good chat about the NBA and you know, but he's, US he's Brooklyn talk. Nets. Yeah, he's he a is. massive Brooklyn Nets fan, so I can't wait to pick his brain a bit about how the Nets are going to fare next year with a few big inclusions. Um, but yeah, really keen to have a chat. Before we get into okay. that, though, guys, um, again, thank you as always for all your continued support, staying up to date with our socials: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, we really appreciate it. Continuing to hit that subscribe button. Uh, yeah, big things happening, and yeah, today's as we said, an exciting episode. So, it is. without further ado, should we get him on the line? Let's Do not it. waste any more time. Let's Alrighty. get him. Rightio, we're here with uh, Matt Garrick, um, who we've learnt to um, know over the last few months um, on Big Brother Australia. Um, you know, we've got an insight into, I guess, who Matt is. As a, as a person to an extent, and um, we're really thrilled to have Matt on the show today. Um, he's a big NBA fan, and, you know, we've got a lot to get through. Um, but, yeah, th- thanks for coming on the show, first and foremost, Matt. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on. 
Um, but I thought I might just uh, start by asking probably the obvious question and um, that's how was the Big Brother experience for you and was it everything you expected and probably more? Uh, yeah, firstly, obviously, thanks for, uh, for having me on, fellas. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Uh, but yeah, the Big Brother experience was uh, one of the craziest things I've, I've ever done. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect going in there. I didn't really have any expectations because as everyone was told, the game uh, had changed a lot. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I was ex- quite expecting uh, how it did play out. It was yeah, just a phenomenal experience and something that I'm really glad that I, that I took on. Absolutely. So it went for about 39 odd days and that's a long time to be in, you know, the one place, especially with the same people. Um, how was the, how was the mental challenge? I, I feel like more than anything, just watching it on the TV, you could tell as the days went on, it became more mentally grueling. Um, can you speak to that at all? Yeah, it definitely was. That was, that was by far more challenging on the mental side of things than it was uh, physically. Yeah, it was tough. The challenges were tough. Uh, they took sort of our food and a lot of sleep off us, which I guess are, are physical challenges, mm. but that just played more into the emotional side of it. You know, they were just, yeah. you know, they kept dropping little things in and just trying to stir the pot. And yeah, by the end, uh, whilst everyone were, was, they were all great people by the end, like you say, you're stuck in this, in, within these four walls and, it was just crazy like towards the last couple of weeks it was yeah just mentally and emotionally grueling because everything in there was sort of amplified you'd see like look at someone the wrong way and all of a sudden <laughs> it's got a problem. just yeah crazy times by the end and i guess like they the big brother producers obviously put people with all different personality types um from all walks of life so you can sort of understand how this um i guess how you get a bit more frustrated as the, as the days go on and you sort of need your own time. But yeah, I can understand that. Um, and we know that you're, well, coming into the show, um, we saw a bit of a glimpse into who you were outside of Big Brother, um, a sparky um, coming from Broken Hill. God's um, country, mate. And That's right. You got it in one. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We had to get it in there. Had to get it in there. Um, <laughs> but um so you've you've come in and we've all got this impression that you're a really down earth aussie bloke and there's a lot of appeal um based off that i know that's why we we wanted you on hey because we related mm. um to that kind of just aussie bloke hard working and like as you as we were getting in touch with you um you spoke how you were back at work this week and how long the hours were um, what's that been like? And especially with how things have changed since the coronavirus has come about, have you kind of fit uh, it, seamlessly? Uh, in, a, in a sense, it's been actually pretty good to sort of get back into sort of real life and into a bit of routine, I guess. Uh, the last sort of uh, couple of months, well, probably since since February when I left to go and do Big Brother, yeah. it's just been pretty crazy. You know, like uh, there was obviously went and filmed it and was in there for the 39 or 40 days or whatever it was, plus a couple of days of lockdown and then came back and um, couldn't say where I'd been or what I'd, what I'd been doing. So that was that was hard. And then the actual show itself started and, um, yeah, things obviously got a bit crazy after that. And then it went back to Sydney a couple of weeks ago for the finale and sort of all those emotions came back. But it's sort of uh, really good to, to be back into work and obviously very grateful that I, that I still have work. Um, I know the, the COVID, COVID-19 has affected mm-hmm. a lot of people. 
Uh, so very grateful to still have my job. And it hasn't really affected us too, too much in a sense. We've obviously got different rules and regs now as far as um, face masks and mm. hand sanitizing and um, amount of people in, in a room and that. But as far as sort of day-to-day work, it's um, sort of pretty similar to what it was before coronavirus was a thing. So very grateful for that, as I said. Mm. Well, did they, in the house, um, did they give you like much information on the whole developing situation, how it escalated so quickly? Uh, they did. When I went in, I think there was 30-something cases was the mm. last report I saw on the news. And then they gave us an update. We saw a sign rider, like an aeroplane that wrote uh, stop F1 in a, in a sky. And we thought, or I thought that maybe a driver had died or something. This mm. was on, we worked out it was the Friday before the race was supposed to be on the Sunday. And we were like, oh, a driver's died in bloody mm. practice or something. Yeah, yeah. Then the next day they came back and wrote wash hands. And we're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> and they called us in and um, yeah, they said it had gone to a hundred cases in Australia. And mm. then the next update was a couple of days later, it had gone to 300. And we're like, well, that's, you know, gone pretty yeah, quick. Mm. And then, yeah, then, one of the crew members was in touch with someone who uh, tested positive. So they shut the, shut the game down for a couple of days yeah. and yeah. gave us another update. That was probably three days later. And all of a sudden it was at 1300 cases. And then, then we get told that the AFL's canceled, the NRL's canceled, mm. the Olympics are canceled, yeah. the NBA's off. And it's like, what the, the hell is going on out there? So it was without knowing the severity of it, it was, it didn't seem real, if I'm honest. But yeah. then coming out, it obviously is very, very real. Did you did you think they were pulling your leg? Or uh, the first the first couple it was a bit like, oh, are they just stirring the pot <laughs> yeah, yeah. here? But then when they when they shut it down and took the cameras away, it was like, no, nah, they wouldn't do that if it wasn't wasn't no, serious. Absolutely. So yeah, that was when we knew it was yeah, all all systems go out on the outside world. Yeah. I guess was there any thought that they would kind of shut it down um, completely indefinitely? Uh, like as you said it was a couple of days but was it looking like it could um, potentially be a lot longer than that uh well they initially said that uh, the person that was in contact with with a um, positive person had uh, obviously they went and got tested but yep. then the whole crew got tested i believe cool. um so they had to wait the two or three days or whatever it was to get all those results back but they never said this to us, but I was of the opinion that if any one of those tests came back positive, they would have shut the whole thing down. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but then they were, we're all sort of spitballing in there and saying, oh, they might send us home for a month and bring us back. Mm. And I was, I think there was nine of us left at that stage. Yeah. And I was just, you know, if, I said, if, if they shut it down, I'm done. And they're like, well, you've got to come back. I said, no, so I've got a life to go and live. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've got a family yeah. and a job. Like, I can't just have, you know, six months off work. Like, yeah. I'm done. If, it's, if this is done, I'm, I'm out. I'm sorry, yeah. but so... But luckily, it never it never got to that, so which which was obviously good. But yeah, there was definitely a feel that if it came back positive, we were pretty well stuffed. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've gone in. What was your game plan coming into the actual game? Was there? We know you're a like down to earth bloke. Was there any um, sort of plan from you to play a real backstabbing, you know, manipulating game, or were you sort of sticking to your moral compass a bit and being like, okay, we're gonna. We're just going to be who 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 Matt Garrick is and hope that works. Well, that that was, I guess, the initial plan was just to sort of back my my people skills and uh, my personality in, which I think worked pretty well. I tend to make friends pretty well and gain trust pretty easily. But I was very aware going in there that you know there could potentially come a situation where I may have to do something as a as a big brother contestant that I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't do on the outside world but um I think my game plan I uh, said before going in and it was said a few times in there that I wanted to be the 
the neck of uh, of the group and not the head, mm-hmm. meaning that I wanted to have a say in you know, all the decisions, but not sort of drive them. And I think for the most part, that that worked pretty well. And obviously, I got pretty close, so the game. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Plan work to, to a certain extent. <laughs> well, we were, we, I know all of us, we were absolutely rooting for you and Dan. And um, like, we, we love a good bromance. <laughs> so how, how did that yeah. relationship develop for you guys? Is it just, and I know like seeing on you, for both of you, your social media is like, it's still outside of the show. It's very real. Um, and so how are you guys uh, traveling? Still thick as thieves? Yeah, no, nah, Dan and I will be friends for, for a very, very, uh, very, very long time time i think probably life or definitely lifelong friends are i'm mad on me afl as well so night one i knew who who dan was when i went in there i'd I'd never met him before but as soon as i saw him i thought well that's it made me sort of relax a bit because i obviously didn't know what sort of people were going to be in there and then seeing him i was like well okay i know i've at least got someone that i'm going to have something in common with um and then yeah just grew and grew and grew and um yeah we sort of teamed up and had people coming at us from every which way and bloody oath he did <laughs> um it was sort of by, by the end we we're sort of back to back with the jukes yeah, up and fighting off whatever was coming but um yeah no we're still still very thick and um yeah glad that he was in there because it made my experience mm. so much better and also i don't think either of us would have got as far as we did without the other one so yeah very grateful that the big man was was in there with me with me it's a big part of these shows, isn't it? Like any kind of reality show where you're interacting with other people, it's huge to have like at least one person you can 100% kind of be yourself with, trust in. Um, and it's awesome that you guys, just the connection you guys had on TV, um, that made for really good viewing. And I know that was probably my favourite, apart from watching Ange do her thing and Kieran, um, seeing, <laughs> seeing you and Dan do your thing was uh, awesome stuff. Nah, thank you. Glad, glad you've enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a thing that uh, made the game so much easier having that one person that you could really fully trust. Like mm-hmm. I knew that I could, what was said between us wasn't going to go any further. And I probably had the same relationship, if I'm honest, with uh, Casey and Xavier, mm-hmm. but we sort of made a conscious decision when it was getting down to it that, you know, if we st- were still obviously a group of four, that they were going to, people were sort of going to come for us. So that's why you sort of s- saw... It wasn't a fracture at all, but that was sort of us just sort of going, well, to get a bit less attention on us, let's, Dan and I will sort of pretend we're going on our own ways. Case and Dave, go, go your own way. But yeah, to have that, that one person um, like Dan was, yeah, crucial. No, brilliant. Well, we've also seen you on uh, Think Tank. It's uh, in there. We loved that. As well as Big Brother, you've tackled a bit of uh, TV now. Is there anything else in the works for you or anything else you'd like to tackle? Uh, the full Monty. Brilliant. No, there's no initial plans at the minute. A uh, few things in the in the pipeline. So sort of watch this space, I guess. But it's sort of uh, it all started. I went. I got a gig on uh, on the Chase Australia and did okay on that. And that spawned into Think Tank. And I don't know. I have no idea if Think Tank played a role in me getting into Big Brother. I did the audition process the same as everyone else mm. but uh yeah i've always loved survivor so yes. i don't know whether I've, I've probably cooked me opportunity by going <laughs> on big brother but nah, <laughs> uh, i don't know it's not really something that i've ever i guess aspired to be is on, yeah. on on the telly but it's something that i do 
I guess, enjoy. And it's really interesting, I find, seeing the other side of what goes into shows like this. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, actually, while you, I might pick your brain then because I know one of my bucket list dreams is to uh, be on Survivor as well. Um, with the whole application process, did you, for Big Brother, uh, did you have any little uh, secret tips or hints that you think kind of got you over the line? Or it was just your natural uh... personality that shone through? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'd like to think it was my personality, but I think the biggest tip, and I've, I've sound like a bit of a crack record because everyone that's asked me and sort of reached out to me, I've said the same thing, but the, mm. I think it's just so crucial to be yourself. You know, yeah. if you go into an audition or when you're doing your questionnaires or whatever and think, oh, what sort of person do I think they want to mm-hmm. find? Then you've already shot yourself in the foot because you got to remember these casting people, these producers, they've seen tens of thousands of auditions. Like there was 50 something thousand for just for Big Brother. So I, I don't know how many there would have been over, over the years with Survivor and all this. So if you try and be something you're not, they just go, I think they'll just honestly just throw your application out. So just be yourself, be upbeat, be happy. And yeah, don't, don't waffle on, I think as well, because as far as videos and that go, they obviously have to sit down and watch thousands of them. Yeah. If you start... You know, when I was five, if you start your bloody life story, they're just going to turn it off <laughs> yeah. and go to the next one. So yeah. have, have yeah. fun yeah. with it. Be yourself and just be short and sharp, I think. Yeah. Well, Roy, you want an audition, don't you? Well, I've, I've thought about it, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You've got you to work out what's going to happen with work and, and your outside life. But um, You'd say go for just it. Just do it, mate. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. won't look back. <laughs> no, no, you only live once, as they say. Um, That's right. <laughs> But um, we'll change channels slightly. Um, we knew that Dan and yourself were a dangerous duo in the house, but it's not the duo that I want to speak of. And the duo that I want to speak of is KV and Kyrie. We know that you're a massive Brooklyn Nets fan. Um, you know, the, the, the future for the Brooklyn Nets, I think from an overall NBA perspective, is going to be a bright future, particularly with those two at the helm. What are you realistically expecting from the Brooklyn Nets um, next year, oh. I suppose, and then going forward? I'm bloody nervous. If <laughs> honest, uh, hopefully it goes better than last time we did a blockbuster <laughs> trade and got Garnett and Pierce oh, and all that, because that wasn't... The truth. We're still paying for that. But <laughs> um, I think it's a real credit. I just want to say, firstly, not that they're probably going to hear this, but it's a real credit to the... No offense to the organization, <laughs> the way that they, they have rebuilt the squad with sort of next to nothing. We gave all our picks away, obviously, and that mm-hmm. um, got, got, got us to a point where we've been able to attract KD and Kyrie, which it's, I'm nervous, but I'm super excited. I think obviously they can both score just as well as anybody in the, in the current comp and probably KD, especially he's mm-hmm. one of, one of the best scorers of all time, probably top three or four, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to be at that that size and with the, the the shot he's got is insane. But my big worry, I think, is I don't know if there's going to be enough ball to go around because I really like uh, what we've got with with Dinwiddie and, and mm. Levert. Yeah. But you know, if you add Kyrie in and then KD, I I don't know. But I think realistically, in the East, it's obviously not super strong. It's it's probably better than it has been. But you'd mm. have to think we sort of in the best two or three teams. I think if if they can work it out, you, I mean you. You're going to get twenty, at least twenty-five every night from KD and Kyrie, so that should should take us a fair way into the uh, into the East. I would have thought. Well, I guess on that note, we've I know for us the uh, Nets in the uh, bubble down in Orlando at the minute have been a bit of a bit of a surprise pack at five and three. 
could have beaten the Blazers the other day. That was a mad game. Uh, do you think they can take a game or two off the Raptors in their current oh. uh, current form? <laughs> I think yeah, the, the way we're playing, yeah, definitely yeah. anything's possible. But I think it's probably not really realistic to think we could we could knock them off. I mean, they're going to be around the mark again. I know um, Kawhi got a lot of the um, plaudits last year, mm. which he which he should have, but. Mm. If you if you take him out, like it, the the bare bones of it is, they've got an amazing squad, and oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Kyle Lowry's he's a, he's a baller. Like he's been a gun for a long time. So big, big isn't he? I'd, I'd, I'd like to. He's probably a bit underrated, really. Yeah, he's yeah. got a pretty good pretty good resume, but we could probably get a game or two. But I I don't think we could we can really knock him off. But uh, if Levert keeps going the way he's going, anything's possible. He's a natural born scorer, Levert, isn't he? He'd be one who you'd be happy with his development, um, particularly this year with Kyrie being out. He's sort of taken that next step, I suppose you could say, from an offensive side of things. Are you happy with how he's been progressing? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he was um, he was sort of trending that way anyway before his before mm-hmm. his injury, and then it's it's awesome to see him come back and and regain that form. And I guess in that sense, Kyrie and, and KD not being there has probably been the best thing for him. I just hope. Um, next year, he doesn't suffer too much with them them being back. Mm. Um, I think, well, they'll probably look at using Dinwiddie and maybe him as well. But mm. it, I hope that they sort of get that sixth man sort of role where, you know, for the four or five minutes that they're on each quarter, they've got the reins and sort of, you know, KD and Kyrie can have a rest while they sort of carry it. Like but, a Lou Williams. Um, yeah. Like what was that, sorry? Like a Lou Williams just off the bench, just yeah. offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I hopefully that they he, they can sort of play that role for us. But yeah, Levert's been unreal, and hopefully he keeps trending in the same direction. And hopefully people don't swoop in and take him from us. <laughs> That's the <laughs> ticket. Yeah. Have, you, have you enjoyed the whole bubble um, format at the minute? Like with the uh, the idea they had the playing game, um, the kind of eight games to finish it. I know for us it's been pretty enthralling just to cover it, and especially in the West, that kind of playoff. Um, seeding race. Have you kind of enjoyed how the NBA tackled that whole situation? Yeah, I, I did. I sort of was a bit sceptical of how it was going to how it was going to go. And I mean, I don't really think the Pelicans probably ever should have been there. I think that no. was just for just to get Zion there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And probably same with the with the Wizards on the on the other side. But uh, yeah, the, the the NBA it couldn't not have gone any better for them in the West, could it? Like, the yeah. way that the, the Suns went in and were undefeated, the Blazers come back from nowhere, Memphis was didn't really do too much wrong, and then the way that the, yeah. the playing game went was just, if they could have written a script, I reckon this would have been it. So it's been, yeah, it's sort of, I was a bit sceptical of how it was going to go, as I said, but it's got me in big time, and I'm so, so pumped to have it back on the telly, to be honest. You mentioned how the Phoenix Suns had an unreal run, you know, heading into the last bit of the season. What are your thoughts on them next year? I know us three blokes, we're pretty optimistic about what they can achieve going forward. You know, you've got Devin Booker at the reins there. Um, DeAndre Ayton looks like he, you know, is progressing in the right direction. Um, do you reckon they're going to be, you know, up up there next year in the West? I think they'll... I, I don't think they could probably take the West out just yet. Yeah. But mm. yeah, like you said, uh, Booker's, he's a stone-cold killer. And then Aiton, um, he's going to just keep keep improving, you would have thought. I think if they can sort of attract one or two sort of vets that are still got a, some good some good um, basketball in them and um, probably a bit more on the defensive side, they, they can definitely contend. Because Booker, like, he had 
two of probably the two best, you know, um, perimeter defenders on him the other day in George and, and Leonard and mm-hmm. just dropped the game winner straight over the, over the top of both of them. So <laughs> Unreal. they been, can't stop yeah. him. Good luck to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. um, Matt, we know you're a massive fan of LeBron. Um, what do you make of, of his efforts um, in his, what is it, 17th, 17th season? Yeah. yeah. Just insane. Like, <laughs> won the assist title. He, he probably, like, realistically, probably could have won the assist title every year if he wanted yeah. to or, or needed to. But, it's insane that he's been passed first the majority of his career and he's, he'll probably end up one or two in the all-time scoring list. And just the longevity, he's like his Iron Man. He had a little <laughs> issue with his groin he last ages, year. He ages like... He had the issue with his he? groin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's insane. Like people are saying that... People are saying he's fought, like fallen off a bit of a cliff, but he's averaged 25, 8 and 10. Like, <laughs> yeah, where's well, the logic? <laughs> every single player in the comp would kill to average that in year yeah. three, let alone year 17. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And if he, uh, I hope, I mean, they've got their work cut out, but I hope they can pull it off this year just so he can sort of say, you know what, just shut up and appreciate <laughs> what I've done. Like, yeah. <laughs> and do you reckon they will? Do you reckon they're front runners for the, um, for the title? Oh, I don't know about front runners. I think it's going to be really interesting in the West. Yeah. Um, you know, Houston have got that that one-two punch with with Westbrook and Harden. You're going to get 48 minutes of of A plus point guard play every time, and they can score whenever they want. Then the Clippers have probably got the deepest um, roster in the in the whole comp. But then you look at the Lakers, and every time that LeBron and AD are on the floor, in my opinion, they're going to have two of the best three three players on the uh, on the floor every time they're out there. So I think the key to them, as much as I love LeBron, is is Davis. Um, yeah. The Clippers especially probably, well, they've literally been built to, to stop LeBron. You know, you've got Leonard and, and Kawhi in there, but they don't really have anyone that, if Davis goes off, they, they can't stop him. Um, mm. But then that's obviously to get through the West. And then I think you're going to have um, Giannis coming out of the, out of the East. And then, yeah, um, yeah that'd, be, that'd be pretty crazy to watch. Uh, and I think if it gets to that and, and Giannis beats the Lakers, it'll almost be sort of that handing of the torch where yeah, yeah. it's sort of like, Okay, it's not LeBron's league anymore. Steph had it, flirted with it, but he never really got there. But this is yeah. this is Giannis's competition now. But I've, yeah, we'll see what happens. I've um I've done some deep sea diving on your Instagram, and um I've seen you've had the um the Kobe crazy eights um on the on the somber note. I just wanted to see how that tragic like death had affected you. Oh, I was dumbfounded. I was day shift um the day it happened, so I was up a. Uh, about 10 to 6 and then come out and um, yeah, put the news on and saw what's what's this? Like it said, oh, tragic something or other. And I saw mm. Kobe's name. I was like, nah, surely not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, yeah, to see um, that he was gone, it was like it doesn't, still doesn't really seem mm. real. Yeah. Like, I, and I missed, I didn't get to see his memorial until I came out of the house. I missed mm. all that. And to see uh, the great uh, Michael Jordan in tears talking about him, that, I mean, you, you hardly ever see Jordan do anything public really yeah. and to have him front and centre and bawling his eyes out I think speaks to what he what Kobe meant to to the world not just to, to the basketball fraternity so yeah, yeah just shocked that he's gone I think but yeah. probably was a bit silly at the time because um, as you said before I'm a big big LeBron fan um, and played into that whole who's better Kobe LeBron blah, yeah. blah blah but now when he's gone it's and same as this LeBron Michael debate it's just so important to appreciate what, what we've got I think and what we 100% 
adding Kobe because now it's gone. So, yeah. yeah. And, and to bring the mood back up, I was just wondering, when's, um, when's Friday Legends coming back? Oh, yeah, it's going to have to, I think. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we've got a few. Warning Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm just, to be honest, I was doing the Warning Wednesdays to try and get a shout-out or something from him. Oh, I yeah. love the man. So, uh <laughs> Uh, we'll have to we'll have to bring it back, but yeah, the Friday Legends we've got a few good ones in the in the uh, in the clinks. So uh, yeah, might wait a little while, and they'll definitely be back. Be anticipation. <laughs> you, you have done a deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, no, like as uh, so yeah, we know you're a huge uh, sports fan across all sports. There, Matty. Um, NBA at the minutes up there for you. What else is uh, tickling your fancy? Big A uh, as well. Yeah, love love me AFL. It probably hasn't grabbed me that much, uh, if I'm honest, in the way it's the way it's played and that or the way that it's the format that it's in at the moment. Yeah. So probably enjoying uh, from a viewership point the NBA more. I think part of that the AFL problem as well is I'm a North Melbourne fan, so we're going mm-hmm. rubbish. And uh, I'm also a member of the of the Crows because I'm great mates with oh. with Texie. So the Crows yeah. are going even worse and. Yeah. 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 struggling as. Texas struggling as well. So I'm a member of two AFL clubs and they're last and second last. That's probably why I'm not enjoying the AFL. <laughs> well, Matt, I'll, but, I'll uh, give you a red hot tip then. I'm a, uh, I'm a blues man. Jump on board, I reckon, after last night's performance. Oh, mate. I had bloody 40 days of listening to Daniel speak that <laughs> in the house. So. <laughs> no, nah, geez, last, that was insane. I did watch last night and that was crazy. Yeah. Still don't know what happened. <laughs> I know that. Still haven't wrapped the head around it yet. But um, yeah. have you, is there any, like you said, the US sports, have you, um, what have you made of the MLB so far? Like they've, uh, it's been a bit of a disjointed start. We had like the coronavirus outbreak for the, uh, the Marlins there. And it's kind of like, it really speaks volumes to how good a job the NBA has done that they've kind of gone off without a hitch so far. Like they're kind of. Yeah, the, I, I can't, I can't believe really that the NBA hasn't, had a hitch i mean apart mm-hmm. from lou williams going to get his chicken wings <laughs> um, but yeah the the mlb um i don't know it's it's so strange um having no crowd at the at the baseball like it's yeah. um that's probably if i'm honest probably number three or four as far as my favorite u.s sports um yeah. probably more into my into my football but i have, i do do catch a bit of it especially when i get home from night shift and it's a strange vibe and yeah. yeah, like you say, it speaks volumes to what the NBA and Adam Silver have actually pulled off down there in, in Orlando. So well done to them. It feels like the games feel like they're just, you know, how they were six months ago, don't they? It doesn't feel from like a viewer perspective that much different, which is, is quality. It's um, the virtual fans. I'd love to get my mug on one of them. Oh, I love how like some people are there with their dogs. And, like, <laughs> the other day, yeah. the other day, how um, all the kids from LeBron's school were on there. Like it's, yeah. it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, geez, it'd be good to get the get the lid on there, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. no, that's. I reckon you look into it. Mate, you're the you're the TV star now. You'll be all over it. I'll speak to my people. I'll get yeah. my people to speak to their people. <laughs> I don't have people. <laughs> Join the club. You might soon, mate. You might soon. Um, do, you, do you rate yourself as a bit of a bowler, Matt? Oh, God, no. Absolutely <laughs> hopeless. I used to play when I was young and probably one of, if not the worst basketballer to come out of Broken Hill. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was a passer in When I, I passed, passed the ball in and rebounded, that was me. I was oh, hopeless. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just love watching it and just, would dream to have half the athleticism that 
these guys have got, to be honest. <laughs> well, I guess my follow-up question is a bit null and void based on that answer. I was about to say, which NBA player would you base your own game off? But at this rate, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the answer who's, is going to be. Who's hopeless? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to call anyone hopeless. In, a, in an Aussie sense, I don't know, maybe Aaron Baines, just big and clumsy. I'm not even that big. What am I talking about? <laughs> Delhi. Delhi over. Delhi yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So just an we love peak. Delhi, though. We love Delhi. He's, yeah. um, he's everything Australia is about, and that's probably why we love him. That's one of my, um, one of my favourite basketball moments was, even though they lost, was when um, him and LeBron took two games off that, off that uh, Golden State team. Mm. That was, to this day, is crazy that they did it. Like, no one gave know, and that, did they? No, like, and the fact that that, again, speaks volumes to how good LeBron is that uh, he took two games off one of the one of the best teams of all time with Matthew Delvedover as his <laughs> second best player. So, that's <laughs> yeah, nuts. Well, I know, like, especially this year, what you just, like, we just touched on the Cavs and Warriors and it was so, just those teams so dominant for a few years there. And I think what's been so good this year is how kind of, how many teams are open to win it? Like we spoke about then the East and the West. It's, um, I think this is the best product we've had in quite a few years. Like I'm absolutely raving about it at the minute. And I know mm. so many people who weren't NBA fans have uh, jumped on board now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely changed. I mean, um, we've gone from, I mean, it was well documented at the start of the year where we've gone from the, I guess the super team sort of era to the, the dynamic duos, you know, with, um, mm. Like you've still got Steph and Clay going to be in Golden State, KD and, and Kyrie, LeBron and AD, Kawhi and, and Paul George, Middleton and, and Giannis. Like it's it's brilliant because it's there's literally you know probably four or five teams that have got a legitimate chance to win it all. So and that's something we haven't had in years gone by. I mean uh, the Rockets really pushed um, pushed the the Warriors for a couple of years there, yeah. but you sort of I mean I personally had that that sense that the Warriors were always going to going to win out. And I mean, KD nearly, nearly bloody beat him and then went and joined yeah. him. But um, in the East, you sort of had that feeling that even when the Hawks won those 60 games or whatever, those few years back, it's like, well, you know, LeBron's coming out of the East. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to happen, like, and, which it, which it always did. So I think the fact that he went to the West um, really opened up the East and then you see more people going over there. So it's, yeah, yeah the, the, the competition side of it is brilliant at the moment. Mm. Over your years of watching the NBA, have you had an all-time favourite squad that you've loved watching? Oh, all-time favourite. I mean, there's been a lot over the years, let's be honest. But, you know, I feel like I feel like sometimes there's just that one specific team who your mind always goes back to and, and goes, geez, that was, that was, that was awesome. an amazing I loved, Yeah, I loved um, I love Shaq. I'm a, I'm a huge, yeah. huge Shaq fan, so... The Shaq Kobe Lakers. I mean, there's so many iconic um, clips from them. But I really love, um, and this is not a not a shot at, at Michael Jordan, but I really <laughs> love the bad boy the bad boy Pistons yeah, yeah. as well. I just love that they're pro- they're probably up there. Yeah, yeah you know, um, yeah, just sure. the you know, no take no shit. Just <laughs> and I love yeah. that when oh, you, you guys obviously would have watched the yeah the last dance and. Um, how the, the Jordan rules were, you know, it's like, don't let him in the paint. If he gets it, gets in the paint, put him on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But, and that, and on the same token, I've been seeing LeBron's praises. That just shows how bloody good Jordan was that 
the only way they could stop this guy was to literally bash him. So yeah, yeah it was sure. but, yeah, I loved him and loved Dennis Rodman as well. So, yeah, so anyway, I love him. <laughs> that guy is an absolute oh, weapon. He might have been the best just, part of the whole last dance series, watching him just you know game before night before a finals nicking off to Vegas or you know doing his yeah, thing. and he's bloody wrestling with Hulk Hogan <laughs> mid finals. <laughs> He'd have, I reckon, you'd struggle to find someone with a crazier life story than that bloke. Oh, you would. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, would he tops it. Doubt. He tops it. Were you in the house when um, when that doco got released? Would have been too. No, just not long out. Not just long out. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, it was spoke about before I went in. I was like, God, they better not release that oh, one. I was about to say. <laughs> but yeah, not, not long out. So I was yeah, uh, glued to it, same as everybody else in the world, I think. It's an incredible insight into that time in basketball. I know us three weren't around to watch it um, in real time, but just watching that documentary gave us such a amazing insight into what basketball was like in the you know late 80s, during the 90s. It really was Michael Jordan's league for, for so long oh, there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And he was probably, he was an absolute megastar. I think he's probably, at the time, I mean, I was too young to really remember, but probably the most recognisable and most famous person in, in the world, like yeah. bar, bar none, not even in a sporting sense. Like, there wouldn't have been many people worldwide who didn't know who, uh, who Michael Jordan was. But just the footage of it, um, and you see him after games with cigars and beer. Yeah. Beers. It's like you would ne- like now they're in ice baths and sucking on Gatorade <laughs> and that. But yeah, he was just just seeing an in- like the insight into how driven he was yeah. is just crazy. You know, he obviously wasn't the greatest of teammates in a friendly sense, but geez, it would have been great to play with him because you knew he was going to put himself and his teammates through whatever they had to do to, to win. Like, that's all he wanted to do and. Yeah, just nuts. Absolutely nuts seeing the, the other side of it. And like when they're pulling up to hotels in opposing cities and there's thousands of people at the front, like just crazy times. Would you have stood up to him, Matty? Or would you have, uh, do you reckon you would have crumbled <laughs> under that pressure? No, I would have stood up to him and then probably would have got kicked off the team <laughs> the next week. <laughs> probably yeah, probably would, have got, <laughs> would have got released. <laughs> All right. that, that's funny, isn't it? Like, I feel like the way we're brought up in Australia. I feel like, who was it? Who was it? Luke Longley, who's, Luke who's, Longley. who stood up to him um, in that okay. documentary. I feel like a lot of Australians probably are the same mindset. We don't, we don't like to take that kind of shit, do we? And then, you know, no. we had all these other guys just backing down. Like, yeah, it's Michael Jordan. We know this, but at, at the end of the day, you don't want to be spoken down to like, you know, you're a piece of trash essentially. But you're an NBA player, aren't you? Yeah. That, that's it. You'd, you'd think like, I just think that I'd be like, mate, I'm trying my best here. Yeah. You know I'm not as good as you and I'm <laughs> never going to be, but I'm giving everything I've got. So just leave me alone, mate. Like, <laughs> I'm trying my yeah. best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You can only do what you can do. But um, That's yeah. that's right. But yeah, like I said, the, the fact that he was that driven and just, you know, it was like, it's my way or the highway, guys. And there was no, no two ways about it. <laughs> no, no, for sure, for sure. So, Matty, just quickly, um, want to get, uh, you know, again, looking back at this year's finals, get a couple of hot tips from you for any of the uh, punters out there. We uh, For the finals? Yeah, for the finals, mate. I want you to give us a your prediction, finals MVP. Oh, no, sorry, we'll start finals. with who's going who's gonna to win the finals. Who's your pick? Uh, I'll... I'll go with my heart, not my head. Lakers <laughs> win it. 
There we go. I like it. I like it. I like it. The, the, Lakers, the Lakers will win it and uh, AD will be MVP. Yeah. Good one. No, we like that. We're uh, Any of the punters out there, guys, get onto that. Matty's, it's been endorsed by Matty, so I don't see how it could be wrong at this point. It's been endorsed by the worst basketball player in broken history. <laughs> <laughs> mate, mate, we aren't much chop ourselves, so. <laughs> we're, uh, we're looking at putting in a social daily dribble team and we are... Yeah, we're we're god awful, aren't we? So yeah. uh, we get mate, we, we luck, know our basketball, but bloody oath, we can't play we it can't to play save it. our lives. <laughs> it's, it's more fun watching it. It's easier. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Matty, um, again, we we can't thank you enough for coming on, and mm. yeah, no, we are sincerely appreciative of you. Like we know how busy you are, um, so yeah, we're honoured to have you on. Uh, for all the viewers out there, do you uh, you you're pretty active on social media, aren't you, Matty? I am, yeah. Try to be. <laughs> where, where can people best find you? Uh, so uh, on Instagram is is the best uh, port of call. I'm on Twitter as well, but they're both uh, at Matt Garrick four with uh, one T. No, I didn't pick one it. Today. Don't ever got me. I didn't pick my name, but Matt Garrick four. So yeah, good. find me on there. And you've seen um good quality content. I was I was having a scroll through my feed yesterday, and I saw a pic of you and your budgie smugglers. <laughs> that was a nice Mate. nice thing to come across. <laughs> <laughs> love them, boys. Love them. Get get the thighs out. The warm weather's on the way. Free the quads. Get the quads out this summer and get some, get some tan on them. Yeah, might need another fake tan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no. Thanks, Matt. And, um, yeah, once again, from all of us, um, hugely appreciative um, for you coming on to our podcast. You know, we're just a small up-and-coming podcast, but we love talking ball and, you know, we know that you love ball as well, and it was amazing to have this chat with you. So, yeah, once again, thank you very much. Nah, thanks for having me. I never honestly thought I'd be on a on a bloody basketball podcast, but uh, yeah, it's been been my pleasure. So, thank you, and get me back on next year after Katie and Kyrie take us to a championship. Lock that in. We're gonna hold. That. We're gonna <laughs> hold you to that, Matt. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we'll let you go, and um, you take care. No, thank you. Go Nets. Cheers, buddy. (laughs) Thanks, mate. Cheers, boys. See ya. See ya. And there we have it. That was was an amazing chat. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, I know, because Matty's our first kind of big, Mm. well-known guest, should Mm. I say. It's um, a bit nervous about that, but... uh, such a great bloke, so easy to talk to, and again, so down to earth, isn't he? Yeah, really, I tell you what, really appreciative. We might need a fourth panel member soon <laughs> because he knows he's he knows his basketball. Um, I'm almost rooting for the Nets a little bit now, just yeah. to. Uh... If you're listening, Maddie, if you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he said he, he said he would be happy to um, come on, uh, maybe next year when the when the Nets um, powerhouse team. Yeah, yeah, who knows how that will go? But yeah, really enjoyed it, and um, yeah, thanks again, Matt. Hope all you guys out there enjoy it. Um, I'm sure you will. Huge insight into not only life in the Big Brother house and outside, but as well on his sport and NBA knowledge. Yep. So, great stuff there. Yeah. Mm, perfect. Excellent. Yeah, so guys, that'll, that'll end it today. We kind of, this week, as we said, a bit of a milestone special episode. But um, we will be back fit and firing next week with, I guess, recap of the opening couple of days of playoff games. Um, as well as a couple of the other usual suspects in the in and about. Yep, perfect. Rightio. Um, but yeah, guys, especially make sure to smash that subscribe button as well this week. Stay up to date with our socials. Um, and 
if you liked the episode with Maddie, drop those five star rating reviews. Let us know what you thought of uh, his and go, performance on the pod. And go follow Maddie on Instagram. Yeah, Matt Garrick four one one T one T in the mat. Yeah, emphasis on one T, boys. Absolutely, <laughs> guys. Thank you very much once again. Do you want to lead us out here, right? Yeah, righty. This episode with your little love child today. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, well, mate, you were the uh, the brains behind getting Maddie on the show. So well done to you, mate. No, I, I really um enjoyed watching Maddie over the last few few months on Big Brother was um, really backing Maddie and um, Dan to go all the way but it wasn't today but yeah really happy to have a chat to him and hopefully we can get him on um, you know sometime in the future but yeah we'll, we'll wrap it up and um, yeah we'll see you guys next week guys take care talk to you next week see you later guys love you bye shout out to Daily Chip that was true you gonna have to go ahead and see what they know that was all the time, it ain't no Roma City news. We gon' make it drop, drop, drop.